whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brent. Scott. It's time to do what Sinatra does. Drink Jack. Drink Jack, man. The nectar of the gods. The nectar of the gods. I love the story that that Jack Daniels tells every time about Frank Sinatra and how they were like a they were like a nobody. They sold like two hundred and fifty bottle or two hundred and fifty thousand bottles a year. And then Frank Sinatra comes out on stage and he's like, Whenever I'm around I order three fingers of Jack on ice and with a little bit of water. And the thing blows up. Yeah, I mean they've they owe a lot to uh to Sinatra and the States definitely for for putting them on the on the map and uh because of that, they've done a whole lot of cool shit. They have. Besides just regular Jack Daniels Black. Now, I don't know when the first different bottling happened. I don't know if you, Scott, I know you're the you're an internet guru. If you can figure out what, what was the first skew or augment from regular Jack Black that came out. So, around 2000. 14, 15, they started doing this like uh, single barrel selection. So essentially, they got into it a little bit late, later than everyone else. So, uh, is that now, so? Oh, sorry. So, up until then, it was just original recipe Jack Black? Well, you think, I mean, they've, you think they've, had different, they've had different versions of, of Jack Daniels. There's, you know, well, I know they had different, different proof. They changed the proof yeah. through the years. Old number seven is the tried and true classic. Uh, prior to that, it was. Um, uh, it was forty three percent, and then it went down to forty. Um, they've had uh, what was that Red Dog? Uh, they've had their uh, Sour Mash. They've had a couple of different barrels or bottles from time to time, but for the first time around two thousand fourteen, they started doing a single barrel program. And one of the things that they do is they have three different bottles. There's a single barrel select, which we tasted. Uh, on our last episode, the Indiana Jones episode, which maybe we'll have to revisit and we'll talk about that again, um, where the, where it's basically like a single barrel uh, of whiskey. It's roughly what is that? Hold on, let me go grab the bottle. Ninety-four. Uh, yeah, it's something around that. Hold on, grab it off the shelf. Thanks, Chiefs. Uh, yeah, ninety-four, forty-seven percent. It's a single barrel select. It is you know right around the same thing that Knob Creek does that. Uh, that other bourbons do in in the United States, and then they have a rye. They have a single barrel rye. So it's one. Was that one hundred percent rye or is it straight rye? Ooh, good good question. I don't think it's a hundred percent rye. I don't think it's hundred percent rye. 
Um, uh, let's see. It is... That's a 70% rye grain mash bill. Uh, again, all of these do a Lincoln County process. We, we've talked about the Lincoln County process before. It is essentially a giant uh, charcoal mellowing uh, feature. What they do is how they many, basically... You know how many feet of charcoal, Scott? What is it? 12 feet? 10 feet. 10 feet of charcoal. 10, 10 feet, of charcoal. feet of charcoal. Everything... Every single thing that says Jack Daniels on the label gets this. What's cool about it is it's before it goes in the barrel. Mm-hmm. It's charcoal mellowed before it goes in the barrel. And a lot of people have a difficult time understanding that because when you talk about barrel-proof products and straight from the barrel and single barrel, how do they do this? Well, it's because it goes it's before the barrel. It's not something that they do after after the aging process. Yeah. What they do is they essentially stack these, you know, stack uh, giant things of maple, uh, giant piles of maple, burn that to make charcoal, and then put these in in huge, huge vats. They're about 13 to 10 feet deep. Uh, Dickel uses, I think, 13 feet. They use deeper vats. Jack Daniels does um, 10 foot vats. 10, yeah. And what they do is they pour the new age spirit, so this white whiskey, over that to kind of mellow it out and essentially what it does is if you if you have a brita filter at home if you have one of those water filters that is a charcoal filter and what it does is it takes out the impurities takes out the harshness of it it's supposed to make it really smooth the process was started by jack daniel but taught to him by nearest green which we will taste uh uncle nearest whiskey in the future we have a bottle of it in the speakeasy um, it's Tennessee whiskey at its finest. And so this is what makes Tennessee whiskey different than bourbon. It's not bourbon. It's Tennessee whiskey. Same, t- same basic. Same, same, same at, at heart, bowl, right? Same, at heart, yeah. but yes. At heart, it's the same thing, but it's just slightly different because what they do is they take two by two inch uh, sugar maple timbers and uh, burn them down to create this uh, Lincoln County process. It's really, if you've ever watched it happen, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I went to Jack Daniels. I saw where they do it. I didn't get to see it in uh, in action, but it's pretty awesome. And the and the byproduct of that burn, it, I mean, it, it's so when you think of charcoal, this is not like your briquettes, like you no, no, grew no. it. This is like fine, man, like the less smaller than a marble is what the yes. size this this comes out. Uh, this charcoal that they filter comes out with, so it's very fine. Super coarse. It's I mean it's black as coal, obviously charcoal, um, and it's cool. And these, it's another cool thing is that they're in these wooden vats, these ten foot tall wooden wooden vats. You go on out a second floor. There's about four feet exposed on the second floor, and about six feet down on the the floor beneath it. And then there's a kind of a catching cell underneath that. And this this charcoal is in that entire wooden vat, and it's got a little drip pipe that literally just it doesn't like it's not poured like an open spigot it literally is just hundreds of these vats of charcoal and it's just dripping jack daniels over this charcoal drop by drop that's that's filtering through it and i think they said i want to say it's two they they change the charcoal in the vats every two weeks yeah and it's a continuous flow also so Jack Daniels is a column, a continuous flow column still, so they make it 24-7. So it, it gets distilled when it reaches the final product, 
it gets piped over to this and it's just dripping 24/7 through these through these vats. Now in order in order to make this charcoal what they do is they actually burn the wood on site. Uh, yep. But Brent, do they show you how they do it? They actually prime it with Jack Daniels. Yes. They yeah, prime it with, with 140 Jane, proof. It's, it's under this big uh, hood thing. Hood, yeah. It's like a stone hood, and it's in the 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 maple they get is actually like in pallet form. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's like processed and put in like like a pallet form. Um, they look like pallets that would like pallets. would hold um, uh, like cargo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I imagine, but I, I can't imagine that they have fucking nails in them. I don't know. Maybe they do have nails in them. Maybe they got. Maybe they do. They got a way to extract extract the nails once it's once they. I don't know. It's a not, good question. Not sure I'm about that. They, that. Yeah, that, that's a good question. But, but yeah, you, you would think they look like pallets, so you think they are held together with something. But if they had a nail, and you you think the nail would fall out, but then you have to have some kind of way to abstract the nails because you don't, you wouldn't want that. Rust or whatever is in a nail in your vat of charcoal. I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Yeah, maybe, you, maybe, maybe you do. But yeah, they're maybe essentially pallet. They're essentially pallet forms. And uh, after after all of this charcoal is burned again, sprayed, burned, sprayed, burns, so it doesn't completely combust and burn off. Correct. But creates this fine charcoal, and then that's put into these vats, and then it's filtered with a wool, uh, essentially a wool filter. Um, a new cotton wool filter that they uh, drip through, and that's how they do the Lincoln County process. It's uh, it's a really really cool start to a a, a good whiskey, and it, what it's supposed to do is mellow it out, or mellow it out. It mellows it out, smooth so, smooth it out, make it really smooth. Look, we all know we all know the uh, the Chris Stapleton song and smooth as Tennessee whiskey. And look, it's. Jack Black, according to some people, um, is amazing. Jack Black, according to some people, is sh- is shit. Some people love it all, you know. It's not good. I I'm not <laughs> a fan of it. But it, but here's the thing, I I I compare Jack Black to Jose Cuervo Gold. It's yes. not something you want to drink straight up. No. But it is. It works very well as a mixer. Jose Cuervo Especial Gold is made to be a margarita mixer. Jack yes. Daniels Black is made to be in fucking Coke. Yep, it just, Jack and it Coke, literally, It literally is something about Jack and Coke makes the world go around. I know so many people that drink Jack and Coke. It's it's crazy. However, if you want to drink Jack like Frank Sinatra, it's like we said, it's three fingers of Jack, uh, some ice cubes, and a little splash of water. And that was Frank's go. cocktail that he would have on stage. And there's a, there's a sound clip I can't find it out there anywhere, but Jack has a sound clip of it, where it's uh, you know Frank Frank basically on stage saying this is the nectar of the gods, and that sparked Jack Daniels to rise to prominence in American bourbon. So there is such a thing as good Jack Daniels, though, Scott. Oh, there is, and and we're going to be drinking some of it tonight. So. The single barrel series or collection, mm-hmm. like like you said, has a few different things uh, in it. Regular single barrel, a rye, a barrel proof. They had in 2018 a hundred proof heritage. Did you see a hair? It, it got ranked. It. it was the number three rated whiskey 
I want to say it was Forbes does the whiskey list every year. I think it was mm-hmm. Forbes. Number three, I believe, or three or four, was this Jack Heritage. It's a hundred proof limited run. Um, but one of the coolest ones that I think um, is the fucking straight from the barrel, barrel proof, uncut, unchanged, Lincoln County process in a barrel, and then. This is definitely one of the hottest. I think. I think. This is the hottest proof we've tasted so far. Mine is, because mine's hotter than yours. Uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is uh, actually, this is the second hottest proof that I've had. This is right up there with Elijah Craig's small batch barrel proof. Uh, this is 131.4 for, for one of our barrels. We have, we have a couple of bottles here in the okay. speakeasy. I'm and drinking the 131.3. Mine came in at 134.8. All right, I'm pouring mine over ice. So, look, Jeeves... Jeeves has, is back, so we have good ice cubes again. We're not slumming it. I am too. So, Scott, another cool thing about the single barrels, um, obviously they're from single barrels, so they can mm-hmm. track exactly where this is from. Your necker. Yep. Tell me, give me the give me the scoop on what your necker tells you about your, your barrel there. That So, this one comes from barrel number 19. Dash zero zero eight one zero. It was from Rick number L nineteen. So uh, pretty high up in the Rick house. Uh, the the Ricks are basically left to right, uh, A through Z usually is what they do. Or is it? Yeah, A through Z. And then up and down is the uh, the the level. So this is level number nineteen. Pretty high up. High up generally means you get more of the heat, more of the humidity. The, the good flow. What was your bottling uh, date? Bottle date is 2-4-19. So you got a new one. So I have, this is a 4 7 17. Oh, you got the old, where did you, Jesus hiding that shit? You know? And it's uh, b- barrel number 17-2140. And what's crazy is it's from R. Scott 1. Oh, so low down. Ground ground, ground floor. floor. Interesting to see Which what that'll do. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the color on this man is dark. Shit. I dark mean, yeah. red. I'm with you. Yeah. Super it, dark. It is dark red. I, I wish I had an age on this. I don't know if they pull them at all a particular age or it's just kind of to taste, but um, Yeah, I think it's more dark. to taste. I don't I don't think they do age on, on these. Um, from what I've heard they're usually about nine to ten years old minimum. Uh, I, I don't have any real age information on it. Um, essentially, it's it's proofed down to one four uh, down to one forty before they put it in the barrel, and then they kind of see where it goes after that. Um, minimum of seven years old, anywhere from seven to ten. So that's where you you kind of get that. Um, good, good color on this, even with the ice, it's still darker than most whiskeys you'll taste. So that's what I was saying. So this is good whiskey. And then it's got the presentation on this. Decanter yeah, the bottle. bottle. Decanter bottle. Beautiful decanter bottle. Corked top. Jack Daniel's signature uh, in, in uh, like embossed into the bottle itself. Yep. It, Unique, it, uniquely crafted, handmade barrel, single barrel, barrel-proof Tennessee whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee, master distilled. It is a, it is a really beautiful presentation. For it, one... Again, 
I've said it on the show before. I don't like Jack Daniels number seven. I don't like it. I've tried it neat. I've tr- it's it's something you put in Jack and Coke. I'm not a fan of it. The single barrel series is outstanding, and I can see why. Maybe back in the day, maybe back in the '60s, Frank fell in love with Jack Daniels because it was more handcrafted at the time. It was more of a love story uh, for so, this distillery. I don't know when it changed, but up until I know the 80s, it was still a 90-proof product, the, the old number 7 was. And I think it went from 90 to like 84, and then it's 80 now, I think. Yeah, it's 80 now. Um, I want to say it was probably it was probably distilled, in, or it was probably barreled or bottled at uh, 47 to 45%. So if... Jack Daniels single barrel is probably closer to what Frank was drinking, um, and which we've tasted on the show. And I remember my notes from that were amazing. It was like banana nut bread and uh, a really, really good maple syrup. Flavor he did that to because it. Uh, Indiana Jones. It was the he Indiana drank, Jones episode. He drank Bell Mead with Bell Mead, Bell Mead, or no? Um, no, a Bell Mead. Uh, fuck, what was he called now? Be- oh, Bell of Lincoln. Bell of Lincoln. Bell of Lincoln. Bell of Lincoln he drank in in the movie and that was distilled or that was bottled at 97% as well so we got something or 94% that was as close as we could get to it with Jack Daniels they don't make Bell of Lincoln anymore Uh, it's now all Jack Daniels 94 proof yeah 94 proof so that was close close to where we got to it 94% would be like it would be diesel yeah right (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was that was at forty seven percent for Indiana Jones. So we we drank that in honor of him. And uh, sadly, I don't know where the episode went. It just got lost. It was it was on there because I remember going back and listening for my notes to write them down. But I uh, I don't know Poof. where the episode. Poof. One of the long lost ones. Poof. So all right, Scott. This we talked about color. I mean, this is like dark. This is almost mahogany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do I have this at? I have this at, uh... I think I have it radiant mahogany. It's really dark. Looking through my notes here. Let's hear something. There it is. Uh, yep. Mahogany. It's right between caramel and mahogany. It's like dark red. It's one of the darker whiskeys I've ever seen. It is, um... It is really nice even on ice so we're drinking this on ice tonight because it's it's high proof we want to cut it down a little bit when i when i tasted this neat uh there is ethanol right up front even on ice you can still smell the ethanol you can still you can still smell the high proof but it gives way to some really good maple sugar notes this has some good maple syrup maple sugar notes and that that comes from that lincoln county process man no, I, I agree. The only thing is, I don't know if it's my nose tonight because I'm a little stopped up, but mm-hmm. I don't catch as much ethanol as I expect from a barrel proof. Not on the, well, um, not on the ice. It's not it's not as, as prevalent there, but when you put yeah. this neat, man. I would bet. I, 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 you're right. I can only imagine neat it would probably be I'm gonna, you know slapping, pour, you, slapping I'm you in the pour face. a little bit of mine. Well, well, you know what? I'm not going to let you do that alone, so might as well. Just, just a drab. Just a little tiny bit, because it is hot. Um, yep, there it is. It's there. But man, you get so much wood notes on this thing right up front. Man, 
And see, neat, so good. neat, neat. This reminds me of of more of like a a, a, a bourbon, a, like Woodford Reserve, like yeah, double oak. This has got brown sugar. This has got like molasses syrup, sugar cane. Yeah, it's got that maple, it's, maple sugar, maple syrup notes. See, neat. This has got like yes, it's got like almost. Caribbean rummish, like I don't know, something, something hard, sweet hard and, candy, like um, yeah, like those hard candies that you would you would find in your grandpa's uh, smoking room. <laughs> Man, that is so good on the nose. A little bit of like tobacco too. Yeah. God, I'll tell you what, man. When little Jack le- Daniels, like little leather, little. When Jack Daniels puts their mind to something. They make some pretty fucking good whiskey. So, Scott, I recently sent you the Brown Foreman. I think I texted it to you or emailed you. Did I email you the, whole, the Brown Foreman line card? I sent that to you. And it had the mash bill for this and a bunch of other shit for this. I don't know where my phone is. My phone is at currently. Um, I think he did. Let's see if I can find yeah, it. There it is. I got it. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, so Jack Daniels old number seven. Um, 80 proof. They, they call that orange amber. Yeah, I'd call that orange amber. Um, we're going to skip past the Tennessee honey. The Tennessee Fire, <laughs> right past the single barrel barrel proof. It goes anywhere from 125 to 140. These are perfect temperatures for this thing. So it says mash built, 80 corn, 8 rye, 12% malted barley. So like we talked about in previous episodes, there's there's a higher malted barley in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want some of that flavor to come out. They want some of that fruit fruit they want some of that freshness from malted barley versus a mash bill with barley at a five or four or three but they're using it just for the fermentation process so this they actually want it to lend some uh some flavor to the to the whiskey so the cool thing about this too scott that i sent you it's kind of cool so i, I, I sent scott um it's called uh, just brand standards for for brown brown foreman. I, I hope to God no one that I work with listening to me give all, <laughs> give all this these secrets away. But um, it's kind of cool because Brent, it shows Brent, you. Honestly, this is the nerdy shit that I love. It's so awesome. It's so cool. So like, like the statistics on this and the, and like the selling points on this are just nerdy shit that I love. Uh, one of the things that says that search districts on Google in single barrel. Whiskey has increased 169 percent in the past five years. I get that because honestly, you feel like you take this, compare this with with old number seven. What, Brent? What are you drinking? Oh man, I'm drinking this all day. Yeah, all day, every day. And single barrel, it just to me, it, it again has a little more attention than the mass produced stuff. Yes. So also in this brand standard, it says so. There's something called. In, in our terms called competitive set competitive set is what company would you like this product to keep mm-hmm. on the sh- on the shelf and the brands that they have listed are brands like Basil Hayden Blanton's Knob yep. Creek Single Barrel Booker's Crown Royal Reserve 
and um, rare breed wild turkey. So I've heard I've heard rare breeds pretty good. I would I would bet I hadn't had it, but I mean, they want this to be a prime location. They want it to compete with the big boys. I mean, shit, Booker's, Blanton's, Basil Hayden. I mean, those are all yeah massive. You know, uh, I I'll, I'll be honest. I love Blanton's. You know I do, but and I would put this right up there with Blanton's. I I think this is a very very good, very good whiskey. I love this one. I really do. And again, you know, we talk about the the mash bill, uh, the single barrel, uh, barrel or the barrel select mash bill is the same. The Sinatra is actually the same mash bill as this. Ah, I want to say, is it all Jack? I think if, if it says Jack Daniels, it's this mash bill, because this is the same. Yeah. Well, besides rye, hold on. Okay, yeah. besides, besides the rye, rye and the the Tennessee fire and honey, they don't they they, they don't um, oh, yeah. they don't well, stick to the well, mash bill in that well, because yeah, well, it's it's technically not whiskey. Um, I now have you had Sinatra? Uh, yes, actually, I had Sinatra at the sheet up last year. It's um, really good. It's very good. Very, really very, good. Very good. I hear it makes a great Manhattan, although it's kind of cringeworthy because of the price. But well, the price for that Manhattan was not bad compared to the price for a, a single pour of Sinatra. Yeah. So let's get into let's get into tasting. Yeah. So so I smell vanilla leather. Tons of vanilla. Tons of leather, man. On the nose, there's a lot of maple syrup, maple sugar, heavy yeah. char, hard candies. Um, do that same thing that we talked about on the Jack Daniel single barrel. Blow out the alcohol. Get a little banana in there. A little tiny bit. A little bit of banana bread in there. Yeah. And that's so. I, I think that's that's the Lincoln kind of cross that maple maple sugar would influencing the uh, the whiskey I um, agree I agree with that I think that has a lot that has a lot to do with the charcoal filtering and then also the I mean just the barrel aging and coming straight out the barrel and being being uncut um, here's something too to say about this and think about this Scott you don't like old number seven? No. All that product, that all that cut product comes from that artesian spring or whatever it is. It's on Jack Daniels' property. So all the water yeah. comes from there. And that's another famous thing that they have. But a lot of purists will tell you is you can make the most perfect spirit in the world. But if you put shit water in it, oh, yeah. you, you can kill it. You put highly high water with higher mineral content. You put... Water high alkaline. I mean, so that can change it. So I think there's something to be said with this straight from the barrel product that this is very finely made whiskey, not tainted by any water. Any water. Yeah. yeah. No, I I really enjoy this. Um, on the palate, there's a lot of chocolate and tobacco notes. I know you you mentioned tobacco and leather. Um, really, really good. It, it is spicy on the if it's neat on this ice man it is so damn smooth and I, I agree I think 
chocolate. Like, um, and I think you get some malt. I think it's got like a malted candy. Yeah. Malted, malted milk balls. Yeah. No, there's definitely malted, like, milk duds. Or wait, no, oh, Whoppers. Whoppers, yes. that's it. Malted, yeah, malted milk balls. Yeah, Whoppers. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of Whoppers on there. You get some chocolate. You get some of that malted barley. Um, that tobacco-y, leathery taste on the palate leads to a really hot and spicy finish, but it quickly, quickly gives way to a really rich and bold and warm finish. It, the spice is there, but it goes away quick enough that you don't notice it to where it kind of just stays in your mouth and just stays there and uh, lingers for days, man. Long, very long lingering. Mm-hmm. That maple sugar, you can tell that burnt wood, you can tell that Jack Daniels has uh, has taken their time to uh, to really care for this product. I do get a lot of oak on the finish, though. I definitely think it's very yeah. There's there's definitely wood notes oak, in it. Yeah. Um, I you know I again, there's a lot of people that are diehard Jack Daniels fans. Old number seven is their go-to. Um, I've never held Jack Daniels in high esteem until tasting this. Yeah, this this will change your mind for sure. Oh yes, absolutely. And um, you know, <laughs> this one makes you want to sing Frank Sinatra. I'm not going to because <laughs> I'm not I'm not nearly yeah. as good as Frank unless I'm in my car. Then I can belt out some uh, "Fly Me to the Moon." Uh, there's there's nothing better than like a, a Friday afternoon in the office. Blasting some some Frank, drinking some Jack. I'm gonna so need to get some, the, get some of this for the, the land, office. You're in like the land of Frank Sinatra, but like oh yeah, here, that Jack Daniels is more like mud tires and hillbillies. Oh no, no here in it's Louisiana, but here it's uh, Frank Sinatra, Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah. Now this yeah. is this is really good. I I really appreciate this one. This one actually makes me want to drink Jack Daniels. This is one also that I think, uh, for me, I'm mean, you can tell it's a 2017 bottle, sticks around because uh, people see the label and like, oh, yeah, I don't want that. I don't, you know. But it's good shit in this, this bottle. I th- and I think they did a great job with the packaging. I don't know why this is not a more popular, popular I don't bottle. either. I don't either. It, it, and again, at 60-something dollars, I mean... You can you can find far worse whiskeys for above that price point. Oh yeah. This this to me is is a bargain at sixty five dollars or sixty dollars whatever you can find it at. And look, uh, they have a forty seven proof single barrel select that. Is that like that's like forty nine fifty something? Yeah. And to have a a a barrel strength whiskey. At under seventy bucks, uh, probably one of the highest proofs out there. I, I, I mean, but I, I'm I saying can't. when you when you can't find a Blanton's and you can't find an E. H. Taylor single barrel, yeah. and you, there's all these other single barrels you can't find. I, this is 
fucking on the shelf, probably at every oh yes, yes, every liquor store and across the country. It's, it's probably there. ten to fifteen bottles deep, waiting to be restocked as soon as someone buys it. Yeah, yeah. This is a full flavored, unique whiskey that I think that everyone everyone needs to own in their collection. I'm not trying to pimp Jack Daniels, but man, you gotta own this one. And this is why I think that that it's it's a you know what is it now I think it's a 15 million case brand. Mm-hmm. Like he said it went from quarter of a million in the 60s to, to yeah or 50 to, to 15 million case brand now because I mean at the heart of this product is fucking good juice. Yes, good you just juice. got to find the right bottle. Yeah, and any of the any of the single barrel versions I highly recommend the select the rye. Uh, the the barrel proof. I mean, I can't. I cannot speak highly enough of this. I really can't. And that and that is coming from a guy that does not like Jack Daniels. You don't like Jack Daniels number number seven. seven. No. You like Jack Daniels. I love Jack Daniels. Jack yeah. Daniel. Jack Daniel has made some damn good whiskey. And you know what? I've got. A, we've got a bottle of that Uncle Nearest and Speakeasy. We'll have to taste it at some point, but. Thank you, Uncle Nearest, for showing Jack the ropes, man. Yep. Something, something didn't get told until uh, what this year, really. Yeah. So when we went to the, when I went to the distillery, you know, they, it was, it was a told story. I mean, it wasn't anything hidden, but I think the Uncle Nearest thing just, someone decided to capitalize on the story and and make an Uncle Nearest whiskey. But uh, another cool Jack Daniels thing that I got to see is. The guy was killed by a safe. Wait, Jack was? Yes. A safe killed Jack Daniels, but not how you think. It's still on property. It's still in his original office on property that's right next door to the spring. But I don't know how old he was, but at one morning, so Jack Daniels had a... um, assistant or a master distiller as he kind of had his product roll and that would open the distillery every morning well that distillery manager was on vacation one week jack goes into the distillery needs to get into the safe it was usually opened by the the man the distillery manager he wasn't there jack tries to open the safe forgets the code and is pissed off and kicks the safe (laughs) no breaks his big toe (laughs) Back then, modern medicine wasn't a thing. It gets infected. He yeah. breaks his big toe. It gets infected. It grows into his calf, his ankle, his calf, up his leg. Has to get his leg amputated, and then eventually, through the egg, the leg amputation, I believe, he gets more infection and end up he ends up dying years later. But it all stemmed from him kicking a safe because he couldn't get it, couldn't open, and the safe is still there at the distillery in the same. The same office building where it was. Yeah, blood sepsis. Back yeah. when, back when, well, I mean, still a thing, but it, uh, it was much more common back in like 1906. Yeah, was that blood poisoning? Yeah, blood poisoning. <laughs> he got killed by a safe. He, all, all I'm thinking is like Wiley e. Coyote, the safe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> safe dropped on him, or he was trying to yeah. move it and it fell and squished. No, he kicked the safe and. Uh, <laughs> And over four years got blood poisoning. Also, apparently the man, Scott, I don't know. 
We've never talked about this on this show, but mm-hmm. I know you get ragged about it on on three sheets. Look up the man's height. He actually may be shorter than you. Uh, let's see here. I heard he was a very short man. His statue, he has a statue in front of the uh, the little water. Lint- yeah, the little, he's 5'2". He's 5'2". 5'2". He's four inches shorter than me. There you go. <laughs> so he has a statue in, in front of the little creek or whatever. And it, uh, it is a real size statue. So it's up on like a fucking 18 pedestal. inch rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pedestal. <laughs> so when you take wow. a picture, because they didn't want, so when they made the statue, they didn't want women taking a picture with Jack Daniels and he, he was like below their shoulder line. So they had to put him on like an 18 inch pedestal right? to make to make the statue like higher. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, pretty funny. Yeah. 5-2. Uh, you've been to the distillery. I've been to this story, and I I could not encourage everyone anymore to go to this. This is was one of the coolest the, the coolest distilleries to see. The location, the town of Lynchburg. I mean, Jack Daniels makes the town of Lynchburg. Oh yeah, makes the town of Lynchburg. Well, it's um, a it's a dry county too. Dry county, yeah. So but you can't you actually can, drink the whiskey on site. But you can buy collector's items ah. with with air quotes collector's items at the distillery that's how you so, get around it so that's why they have the Tennessee taster bottles that are only available there and right, uh, right. White Dog Saloon Red Dog Saloon Jack Gold was available there for uh, only available there for a long time um, so but I would tell you this too: if you do happen to go to Lynchburg or you're in vicinity, look up a restaurant called Miss Mary Bobo's and have lunch at Miss Mary Bobo's. You will not regret it. So amazing. So, uh, just looking looking at some of the things about Jack, um, and again, Jack Daniel was a real person. Jasper Daniel was a real guy. Really yes. built up yes. this brand. He he made Tennessee whiskey a thing. Um, some couple of notable things about Jack is uh, Jack had was a he was a he was a dapper guy. He loved fine things, fine whiskey, um, fine women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bell, mm-hmm. which is which is the name of his uh, his whiskey, Bell of Lincoln. And one of the things he was a proud owner was a Patek Philippe pocket watch. Which actually exists in the museum in Geneva, uh, Brent. You and I are big Swiss watch fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wait, go, st- so, the, so the watch is still a, a, a out there in Geneva? Yeah. So Jack's 1892 Petit Philippe uh, pocket watch was auctioned off by Sotheby's and now resides in the Petit Philippe Museum in Geneva, Switzerland. So Petit Philippe got it back. Uh, they own it. They. Dude, uh, what do you think that's worth? Oh God. I, you know what? It's got to be public knowledge of what it what it uh, what it sold for. Petit Patek Petit Pat, Patek Philippe. Uh, so, oh, no. Something French sounding. I don't know. I feel like I go with the Jay Z pronunciation because I feel like it's one of the, one of those songs <laughs> like Patek Patek. Audemars Puget. 
Yeah. No, that's my AP going yeah. psycho. My AP going psycho. Post Malone, that's your favorite rapper, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see how much Adam, that. What do you said? Adamar Puget? Adamar Puget, yeah. Let's see what the auction price went for. Oh, I can only, I can only imagine. Uh, okay, you ready? I don't know if so, I've ever seen a, a, a PP in real life. Oh, I've never seen one in real life. I've seen plenty of Omegas, Tag Heuer, um, yeah. Audemars. Yeah, I mean, I've seen plenty of other ones. Rolexes. I've never yeah, seen a Breitling, PP. Breitling. And yeah, Breitling. Uh, Long and Son. Yeah. I've never seen a PP in, in, in real life. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's kind of funny that we just said we've never seen a PP in real life. It's kind of like, I feel like we're talking about something that we shouldn't be talking about. They've, they've got a, their collection is pretty, pretty impressive. So it's uh, anywhere from Joe DiMaggio, Duke Ellington, George Patton had one as well. Um, okay, you ready? Holy shit, so they've got some celebrities watches. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Celebrity watches in their museum. All right, um, so hit, hit me. They purchased the the Jack Daniels the Jack Daniel pocket watch for one hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars. That's I mean, I wouldn't say that's less or more than I thought, but that's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, but you got to think a new a new. Petite, pedic, whatever. I mean, it's it's a, that's a thirty, forty thousand dollar watch. Yeah, thirty thousand dollar. Oh wait, I no, mean, wait, no. I'm sorry, starting. I'm sorry. That was that was General Patton's. Uh, that was General Patton's uh, watch. You ready? You ready for? Uh, oh shit. You ready for it? Yeah. One point two. One point two million. Okay, that sounds about. Yeah. Sounds you gotta keep reading on down. Their their collection of watches is. In their museum is $24.2 million worth of watches. And that's just the sale price of them. Let alone what they would cost now. What they what they bought them back so, for. So right now, a brand new Petit Philippe Nautilus. Brand new, 2019. It's okay. $200 grand. Yeah. Brand new, 2019 year model. $20. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. The cheapest, the cheapest, is the, the Patek Twenty Four Women's Eleven Thousand. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that. It's probably a quartz. <laughs> it probably is a quartz. <laughs> Definitely not automatic. Uh, yeah, so but the, they, they the do make some men's, nice watches. Cheapest men's watch they make is twenty grand. Yeah. There and there are some fine timepieces, dude. I would bet. You know what they? You know. I could get best, ten Omegas for that price. Yeah, the but the best sales the best sales pitch ever is from them, and I, I love this. Mm-hmm. You you don't ever you never own a Patek Philippe. You simply wear it to hand it down to the next generation. Oh yeah, and, you know, and that's and that's what I when I when I bought my watches I decided. These are things that I'm going to own, I'm going to wear, and I'm going to hand them down to my son, to my grandson, and hopefully they stay in the family for generations. That's it. You never own a Petit Philippe. You simply wear it. You simply hold it for the next generation. That's it. You exactly. wear it for the next generation. You, you know, Which, it's funny. I mean, it's, 
it's funny all of all of these people that have Apple watches like my, my wife loves her Apple watch it does all of these things and I, th- I think the funny quote from from the last James Bond movie Spectre is well does it do anything it tells the time I mean yeah right what does it do different than what your phone does it, well I have, you know I, have a fo- I have a phone it, it tells the time and it looks fucking gorgeous but yeah, I mean yeah well so, that's what I'm saying the Apple Watch tells the time but the Apple Watch does everything that your iPhone does so, so why do I true. need a, a, a wrist device to do what my phone my phone does I, I, I rather I'd rather have the device that's 100% man made mechanical device mm-hmm. that tells fucking time Growing up yeah. as a kid, growing up as a kid, you never did you ever think of a piece of me- a mechanical device that would tell you time to the minute. You always, I mean, for me as a kid, it was a digital clock or a, you know a battery operated whatever, I mean, whatever piece. But I mean, to have a piece of that thing on your wrist is freaking crystal glass and stainless steel and twenty-seven and jewels. Yeah, and that's fucking it. Yeah, that's it. And and, th- and that's the amazing thing about it is that that you know, like whiskey, the the care that goes into these things, like like this Jack Daniel's single barrel barrel proof, this is cared for. This is nurtured. This is raised. This is a fantastic bottle of whiskey. I can't say enough good things about this. Fuck it, we're starting to watch podcast too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I own two. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Um, so look, uh, thanks for joining us tonight as we talk some Jack Daniel. Um, God, what a random episode. Though. Random episode, but <laughs> you, you know what? We don't give the guy enough love. Everyone, no. A lot of people shit on Jack Daniels because of old number seven. We don't give this guy enough love. This guy, Scott, he's almost like the godfather of fucking American whiskey. He is. I mean, really. Look. When, when whiskey distilleries were being registered in the United States, you know what number he was? Number one. He was the first whiskey distillery to register with the United States. When they is, had he, d- is he DSYTN1? Yeah, he's number one. He was the Ooh. first registered Ooh, distillery. You, you ready to roll the dice on that? Uh, yeah, do it. There's some old ones out there. So there's a lot of old KNs, but... There you go. Buffalo Trace claims to be the oldest continuing operating distillery. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, yeah. That, that's. But Jack Daniels is the oldest registered distillery. It's Distilled Spirits Plant. So Distilled Spirits Plant KY1 is Heaven Hill. That's Kentucky, though. That's Kentucky. There's, there's a whole other set of, of TN numbers, which are harder to fucking find. Right. So Buffalo Trace is not until is one thirteen. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. Willet's older, Wild Turkey's older, Four Roses older, Woodford's older, Peerless is older, Maker's Mark's older, Heaven Hill second is older, Stitzel Weller is older, Old Granddad's older, Four Roses first distillery is older. So those are in working progress. Um, yeah, DSP TN number four is Jack Daniel Distillery. That's the oldest. So I wonder what number one was. Uh, number one must not have gotten through any kind of process because they're not registered yeah. anymore. Okay. Uh, Dickel is number. Dickel is number two, 
but they were registered later than Jack Daniels. Interesting. Why they? F- they must have applied first, but registered later. Here's a ra- here's a random one. Mm-hmm. DSPIN one five zero one six. MGP. MGP. Yep. One five zero one six is MG- MGP. Yeah. So I honestly I think though, Scott, that the the numbers, the KY and TN numbers, uh, cross. Oh, they must. So so. So it K even so KY is just a state, but it still goes on the same DSP. So, right. so so the first American distillery was Heaven Hill. Well, the first the first one that was actually given that number, but the first one the first that was licensed was Jack Daniels. So Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels got through the process quicker than Heaven Hill, even though maybe Heaven Hill got their their yeah. application in first. But you know what? A good nod to a great American, Jack Daniel. Uh, Scottish and Irish immigrant uh, whiskey was in his blood, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know we we don't pay enough love to him, so uh, this was a good good little short pour on his uh, barrel proof. It's really good. Go buy it. I promise you, you're not gonna hate it. Dude, no no doubt. Um, I think you get anything in this decanter bottles, single barrel. It's it's golden. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, look, uh, as we do every week, we want to remind you, go over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We didn't give this a rating. Oh, yeah. No, shit. You're right. Shit. Um, it's getting high up there. I'll promise you that. So let's give this a rating. It's going to be pretty high for me. I'm looking for at my notes. Too. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to go back and look at a couple things. I think for me... This one, oh man! I just I just put a random number. I put a random number on a paper, and I'm I'm like mind blown. What I what I just rated this <laughs> one one point higher than. Uh, yeah, I I don't disagree with you. Probably what I what I I, I rated. I see what you're thinking here. I rated this one point higher than Van Winkle Twelve. Uh, yes, and um, wait. Let me see what Van Uh No, no, this is way higher than Van, Van Winkle 12 for me. For me. For, way higher for you? Yeah. Van, so Winkle, I, Van Winkle 12 for me was the 88. This one, this one for me kicks in at a 91. Ooh. It's, you know what? It's right up there with uh, the Elijah Craig Small Batch Barrel Proof at 131.4. Um, not as high as the Booker's little book that we did in the number one. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Up there with the Knob Creek 14 that I that I tried on our on our Facebook group live. Uh, I really like this 107 Weller Antique. I, I'm gonna give this a 91. So I did. I gave one of the Elijah Craig Barrel Proofs. A ninety. I gave another one a ninety-two. Mm-hmm. I gave Little Book one a ninety-four. One of my highest ratings. Yeah, that was and that was really high. For and us. Little Book and Little Book two, an eighty-nine. Um, I give that one a ninety. I give I give this an eighty-eight. Still, super fucking badass. It's badass, not, man. It's not really a, good. Not a gold. Not a gold medal for me. See, but I think it's a gold medal. This but to me turns me awesome. on to Jack Daniel. Yeah, I mean, dude, 
there's not many things I have ranked in the high 80s, so I still think it's a fair rating, but yeah, I dig it. Yeah, very good, very good bottle of whiskey. So uh, if you've got a bottle of this, it, share your share your notes on it. If you don't, I highly recommend that you go out to your local uh, grocer, go out to your local uh, your supplier, and get a bottle of this. It's not something you're going to want to miss. I think that I've just convinced myself that this, because it's a decanter bottle, I'm going to make my infinity bottle. I'm going to um, take this. I don't I'm gonna hate take that this, idea. I'm going to take this bottle, the last ounce. I'm going to make a note. The last ounce left in this bottle will stay in it, and I will add I will add more last, last ounces to this bottle. This, I mean, this bottle is because the because the bottle suited. is cool. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful bottle of whiskey. Um, they they did a good job giving this a nice flair. It's still got that square Jack Daniels um, feel to it, but it's got so much detail around the neck, the base. It's perfect. I'm gonna uh, peel these labels off. I'm gonna put some some white label on here, and I'm gonna mark everything that goes. In this fucking bottle, I'm done. It's done. This is gonna happen soon, and that makes that makes me want to drink the rest of this bottle quick, so I can start. <laughs> you, so got, I can start you got a lot to drink then. <laughs> yeah. By the way, don't don't down that so quickly. We need to drink more of that than speakeasy. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy this. I, I want to thank you guys for joining us this week on uh, on our on our BSEA podcast on our short pour. Uh, it, it's a, it's a great a great bottle. Brent, are you running out to buy another bottle? I will not not have this. Yeah, this is one that this this is one that is readily available, that you can find on a regular basis, and that will always stay in my collection. For sure. Agree. Agree. Run out and buy a bottle. Um, so, like I said, go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com/group/bsea-podcast. Uh, check out what's on there. Check out what everyone else is bringing home, so that you can contribute to that and show what you're bringing home. Uh, we, we've we've shown our bring home ceremonies. We've shown our uh, yes our ways to care for them. Uh, but most importantly, share your tasting notes. We love to hear what you think about whiskey that you've got at home. Yes, and I also like I like chatter for things you're looking for too, because you never know. Man, I can't tell you how many times shooters have found things that I was looking for just by posting it on on BSCA. Hey, I'm looking for for such and such. Somebody finds it finds it for you. I'll send it to you. I always tell everyone on the group, this is not a page to make money. This no. is a second, secondary market. So if someone's looking for something and you can find it, just offer it to them, please, for your cost plus shipping. That's fair. Everybody everybody wins. You help hook a brother up. Somebody finds something that they can't get locally. It's great. With that being said, if you can find a Jack Single Barrel Heritage on the shelf still, I'll take it. Brent. I'm looking yes. for some Willow 12. <laughs> can you, can I, you? <laughs> I, I don't know where any. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. As we as we finish up tonight's uh, episode, I want to leave you with with our club mission statement. May your time here be educational and enjoyable. And uh, Brant, if you came here to learn, drink what you learn. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger. May you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up, up, man. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. What is a man? What has he got? 
If not himself, then he has not Not to say the things he truly feels 